Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you doing? I am, uh, to no surprise at all, nursing a uh, Oscar hangover. <laughs> but otherwise, I am doing great. So That's good. Yeah, yeah. It was, what a night, you know? It, well, I mean, we'll go ahead and, you know, kind of get into it. Um, well, kids are good. You know, everybody's happy. Spring break. Woo. Yeah. Um, as long as everybody keeps their tops on, we're, we'll be good at this house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody's good. We watched, uh, me, Ruth, and Grayson watched the Oscars together. Had a charcuterie tray with, put. Uh, Ruth had a bag of googly eyes, so I was able to put them in the in the center. So kind of show little everything everywhere all at once. Uh, mojo, kind of for good luck. I think looks like it might have worked. Um, but yeah, we did that. I had a couple glasses of wine to celebrate, like I normally do. And yeah, we just watched it roll on out. So Jimmy Kimmel hosted the 95th Academy Awards and he's pretty funny. The he had some he had a good monologue, some good uh he had a couple that I don't think I don't feel landed. A uh, couple of jokes I don't think landed as well as he was probably hoping, but for the most part I thought he did a fairly decent job, you know, getting everybody ready for the show and whatnot. Yeah. Uh I the you know how I sometimes I bring up, hey, I always let the kids know whenever they kind of pick on each other and kind of keep making the same joke and because they think it's still going to be funny. But at some point, it stops becoming funny. Yeah. So I always tell them, hey, know when the joke is over. Like, know when it's time to stop. Right. Because otherwise, it just doesn't become funny anymore. I feel like Jimmy Kimmel and the whole... I feel, yes, it was important to address the Will Smith slap thing and then make a couple of jokes and then move on. Yeah. I don't think it needed to be, it didn't need to keep being revisited throughout the show. Right. And he just kept on trying to go to that well. And I'm like, buddy, know when the joke is over. <laughs> you, a comedian, should know this. Know when the joke is over. Um, But, you know, that's part... I mean, only part of that's on him. Part of it's on the writers and what's on the teleprompter. But, you know, kind of having an editor's eye, I guess. Yeah. Maybe have some but, backups just in case. Like, yeah. Let me yeah, throw this can, out there. <clears throat> yeah. Instead. Yeah, let's do this one. But, you know. No, all, all in all, I thought he did a good job. Yeah. And it was funny because I was live tweeting the, the show. And it seemed like every time I updated, Ricky Gervais had a new post um, mm-hmm. about his time in, Hel- like he's, I guess, in Helsinki for vacation or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, um, there he is. He's posting that during the Oscars to let everybody know I'm not watching this because <laughs> I don't care, you know, because I don't care. And I, 
And someone had, I guess, mentioned, you know, this would be a lot better if Ricky Ricky Gervais was hosting it. And he was like, fuck no. (laughs) I'm like, all right then. Negative. (laughs) But, again, I thought Kimmel did a good job, uh, all in all. Uh, The opening thing with him parachuting down, you know, what I thought was in the whole Top Gun thing i thought was was cute um i like the idea that when instead of the music playing you off they're just going to have the dancers from rrr come and and dance you off stage i really wish that actually was a thing and that actually would have just instead of just for that bit yeah i was like i would have really actually loved that (laughs) it's like that would have been amazing like sandman and apollo come on right (laughs) <laughs> yeah um what are your thoughts what do you think about uh, the show all in all well i mean i'm still not much of an award show person um, right i didn't i didn't actually get to start watching until they got to the supporting actress so i missed mm-hmm. a lot of the beginning okay but i mean overall just normal award show yeah <laughs> i mean i did i did enjoy Rihanna's performance. She looked great. Yep. She looked <clears throat> stunning. Absolutely yes. stunning. Practically glow. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yep. Yes, indeed. Um, but overall, I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, eh. <laughs> I mean yeah. I'm kind of indifferent about right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of people that just hate him, which is, you know, that's for them. And I'm not, even though I watch as many as I can, I just like it just because. I, like I don't take it seriously. I don't. I don't get upset if whoever I pick doesn't win. I may be like, well, I think that was the right choice, but that's yeah, whatever. Um, I was very happy to get some of these wrong. By the way, yeah, <laughs> I nothing made me happy. I was like, I am so happy I got this wrong. Yeah, and. A couple I had changed kind of right before I fit, submitted my official ballot. And had I not changed them, would have actually gotten them right. Dang. Yep, should have yeah, stuck yeah, with was, the gut instinct. Yeah, there was a couple where I was like, had that gut feeling, but I went with what I went with. Yeah. And when I heard the result, I was like, that's why you always follow your gut. Yeah. You know, but. And then um, when uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors came out and did their present, yes. presentation of the. Cinematography award, you know they show some love to Angela Bassett, you know the Hey mm-hmm. Auntie line, and yeah. and then I like the, um, I mean I like I, I I like that, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it it was cool, yeah. it was all right. Yeah. And I said it last night, and I'll say it again. Those two coming out, I said they're gonna be, they need to be ready to have that, get that right arm strong, because. Yeah, it won't be too. It won't. Be, hey, it won't be too far in the future, and they'll be holding their own. True academy. I mean, That's there's true. it. Yeah, they're way too talent. Both of them are way too talented uh, of actors to not end up earning an Academy Award at some point, if not several, at some yeah. point in their careers. They're way too good at. They're they are the future of. They're they're the future of Hollywood at this point. I mean. Yeah. Just yeah, uh, I I dare someone to come at me with it <laughs> and tell me differently. But 
they're amazing and yeah i will watch them both read the phone book and be highly entertained so yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean um yes it could be shorter i would love for it to be shorter i don't think we need as many commercial breaks as we got yeah that was I think that's, that's, that's 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 what kind of took me out a lot i'm like yeah the commercial I mean, i'm watching online i'm thinking maybe they'll have something different but yeah i was no. like man these commercials just good to like, gotta get that like ad money for like 10 minutes <laughs> each yes. commercial break i'm like god yeah. no wonder the yeah. when they win their awards don't have a lot of time to do their acceptance speech because they spend all this time with the commercials yeah so yeah it was trash but uh, if they would take that out and I wanted to make the argument that we just don't really need to have the best original song performances done. Like they could literally just play a little bit throughout just the like show. they do whenever they just, well, I mean, if not even that, they just do it like whenever they do the nominees, just yeah. like they show little clips from acting, show little clips from the music. Yeah. And be done with it. <laughs> That would speed things up too, but after last night's performances, but the not too not to performance was—I mean, that was a whole stage production. It was beautiful to watch, yeah. and even David Burns, <laughs> David Byrne from Talking Heads, uh, for all you '80s kids out there, uh, he always is very theatrical, very theatrical in his performances, whether he's. Uh, whether it's something like this or just a regular show, it's very theatrical. And um, so even him with the hot dog fingers during that performance and then having like the background with the raccoonie and the lasers, I favorite part um, that even that was really well done. And then you have like Lady Gaga doing like a stripped down version of her song for Top Gun like all of these were actually very well done. And I was like, okay, I can see the argument of keeping these in the, in the show. Yeah. Just, just short but yeah. Commercial. Yeah. Just shorten up the commercials and make it a two hour affair. Like you can get all these. There's no reason not to get all these done in two hours. It's true. If every presenter did too, like a lot of them were doing two categories, like documentary feature, documentary short or yeah adapted screenplay and original screenplay same presenters move them up all right moving on to the next one just do it like that and just shorten it up get to the parties quicker (laughs) (laughs) but whatever um so let's go over the ballots real quick um so Best picture did go to everything, everywhere, all at once. They wound up with seven wins out of their 11 nominations. So congrats to them on our favorite movie of 2022. Yeah. Best director also went to the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, Adapted screenplay went to Women Talking, which I'm glad they got some sort of recognition. And I thought Sari Pauly's... Uh, Sarah Polly's speech was great and at least, you know, it's like it's like, well, it's glad that the Academy wasn't afraid of the two things, women and talking, being so close together. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And then original screenplay went to everything everywhere all at once. 
And then uh, Best Actor went to Brendan Fraser, so awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the ones I last minute changed, and I'm kind of mad that I did. But that's on okay. me. Yeah, uh, supporting that. Yeah, I was just, uh, I thought so, and I'm like, I don't know, but all the momentum's with Austin Butler. I'm going to go change. Yeah. yeah. Shame on me. That's, again, I was never happier to be wrong. Right. <laughs> never happier to be wrong. Uh, supporting actor went to Ki Hui Kwan. And uh, best actress, Michelle Yeoh. Best supporting actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that kind of threw both of us off. We both thought Angel Bassett was kind of a lock. Yeah, about that. And then, you know, I was thinking maybe Stephanie Sue, because, I mean... Yes, that would be great. Yeah, because, I mean, her character did a lot for Michelle Yeoh's character. So I'm like... So, I get it. I didn't quite agree. I mean, I said it. I was thinking to myself, if anybody, Stephanie probably should have got it. If if not Angela Bassett, Stephanie. But... Yeah. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> I'm guessing they went with experience, I guess, maybe. Well, it's probably also, you know what? You haven't won one. You've been doing this for 40 years. War probably. <laughs> yes, you're due. You, definitely one of those you are definitely due. Because yeah. even I was like, how's this her first one? Right. Yeah. How? Never won one. I'm like, wow. wow. It's nuts. But yep. congratulations to her. Uh, best animated feature went. No to surprise to no one went to Guillermo's very creepy uh, Pinocchio movie that neither one of my kids have any interest in watching because it looks too creepy. And so not for an eight year old or a 12 year old. So who's it for? I guess just adults. Yeah. Uh, Best in photography went to all quiet on the Western front. Best costume design went to black Panther Wakanda forever. So uh, I think Ruth Carter becomes the first black woman to win two Academy Awards. Same costume. Yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, documentary feature went to Navalny. Documentary short went to the Elephant Whispers. That's the other one I changed because I would end up watching Howl Out yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm going to yeah. switch it. <laughs> and then should have kept it. Sometimes watching too many nominee nominees <laughs> can affect this and depending on when you watch it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best film editing went to everything everywhere all at once. Best international film, all quiet on the Western front. Best makeup and hairstyling went to the whale. Best original score went to all quiet on the Western front, which that score. I mean, that's the one thing. When I watched that movie, I'm like, this has an amazing score. I'm not real big on much else going on in this movie, but I love this score. That's what's standing out to me. And I think when I talked about that movie, that's kind of, you know, I remember mentioning that. So, um, Best original song went to Not To Not To, which awesome, because I'm glad RRRRR got some recognition. So I'm glad they at least were able to win Best Original Score, or I mean Song. I mean, plus it's a beautiful perform, beautiful and fun performance. So, uh, Best Production and Design went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Best Animated Short went to The Boy, the Mole, and the Fox and the Horse. I don't agree with it, but 
we'll just go with that. Um, my argument was that my year of dicks actually had a actually had a story. Like, actually had a very compelling, very relevant, cohesive story that and the animation was very unique and done differently at different, you know, different forms. And I think just really was like all around just a better animated short. But I did like the boy, the mole, the fox on the horse. The animation was well done. But yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, best live action short went to an Irish goodbye which I had originally picked and then changed to Night Ride after I watched it and absolutely loved it. It was so it's such a fun and interesting con simple concept. Yeah. And then you kind of get old, you know, starts out kind of whimsical and then as 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 it progresses you're like, "Oh, this is getting the tone shifting here." And then it becomes something else. And then at the, by the end, back to whimsical and just a beautiful short. I loved it. One of the better ones I've seen in a while. Now, granted, a lot of these were not made available, on, or I just were not. It was not able to watch them. So, right. Um, that's my biggest frustration from this year's. Like the, even the like foreign language films and the documentary features were not easy to come by. And usually in the past they have been been more readily available either streaming or rental and. They sure like nah, <laughs> not this time. Uh, best sound went to Top Gun Maverick. Very excited about that. I mean, uh, yeah, very well deserved. And then lastly, best visual effects went to Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah. Or, or as I put it, they spent two billion dollars for a visual effects Oscar. Pretty much, because I mean, that was a, that was one of the automatics right there. That, yeah, yeah, it's all visuals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because as we've kind of mentioned, you know, it's kind of the same story as the first one. Not much. I mean, it's a little bit different, but in the end, it's kind of the same. Yeah. And I guess James Cameron wasn't there because you know, I guess he was mad because he didn't get nominated for best director. But you know, there's a lot of female directors that be like, you know what? Sit down. <laughs> You've done a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> good. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, they all in all, I other than probably best animated short, I think ever you can. Yeah, I'm okay with all of these, if not loving uh, the majority of them of these yeah. wins. Um. Yeah. So. Good year, and uh, so we had, I had 15, I got 15 right, um, do you want me to let everybody know how many you got? That's fine. Patrick got got nine, uh, correct, and then uh, my wife Ruth got 13, just by checking boxes. Dang. Lord knows it's not because she's listening to the show. <laughs> and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. She likes her audiobooks. Yeah. Um, and then 
uh, past winner, I guess we'll just have to give it to her future winner, uh, Cheryl Bonner, three Pete in it. Dang. I mean, she's won three, not in a row, but she's won three. Yeah. So, so congratulations to Cheryl. Because she, too, tied with my wife. She got 13. Oh. So. She's on it. Yep. She's, she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, we will get your swag to you. As always. Yep. All right. Uh, one of the other things, a little nice little segue here, that they showed during the Academy Awards was the trailer for the new Little Mermaid because, you know, it's on ABC, so they're going to have a bunch of Disney people presenting for yep. her. So, so they show the first official trailer for The Little Mermaid. It's uh, going to be released May 26th. A young mermaid makes a deal with Sea Witch to trade her beautiful voice for human legs so she can discover the world above water and impress a prince. Starring Hallie Bailey as Ariel, Jonah Our King as Prince Eric, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, Javier Bardem as King Triton. So, yeah. Directed by Rob Marshall. So, we watched this trailer. We had Grayson watch it, too. And, you know, Ruth was like, so what do you think? She's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go see it. I said, what? I said, well, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And so it was like, well, why do you not, why do you say that? I don't know. I just don't know if I want to go see it. I said, well, I'm going to go. So I said, now you don't like the animated one. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to go see this one. Yeah. So we'll, I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure when I'm like, hey, I'm going to go see this, I'm sure she'll change her mind just because it's the movies and she'll probably end up loving it. So. Yeah. But it looks good. I mean, it looks fairly, staying fairly true to the story. So, yeah, I'm on board. Bring it. I mean, I plan on watching it, but. Yeah. I have no thoughts. I mean, the trailer was cool, but. Yeah. Wait till I see it. Yep. Same. I I am. I feel pretty confident. (laughs) They've kind of. They've kind of gotten the whole live action adaptation kind of down like when cinderella when they did cinderella i was like this is hard to watch yeah you think they might they might might stick the landing on this one maybe yeah yeah i think it looks good so far if anything the if anything the cgi already looks better than (laughs) some of the stuff they've done yeah this kind kind of my thing with the you know the past few live action movies just like they've been kind of a bummer so yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, even even when Disney did po- Pinocchio on Disney Plus, I still think they did a fairly decent job at, you know, adapting it and keeping it true to the original mm-hmm. uh, animated. So, I <laughs> Guess we'll see in May. Yeah. We'll go see it in May. Uh next, we had I'm very excited about this. It's going to be a TV show, but um, coming to uh, Disney Plus is American Born Chinese, and that's actually getting released on May 24th. 
So you'll have both. You'll have that on Wednesday, and then Little Mermaid on Friday. So this follows Jin Wang, a an average teenager, juggling his high school social life with his immigrant home life. When he meets a new foreign student at school, even more worlds collide in his life. Now, you may think this is just another multiverse, which maybe it is, but it stars Ben Wang as Jin Wang, Michelle Yeoh as uh, Guyan, Stephanie Shu as Shiji Niang, Niang, Niang? Ki Hui Kwan as Freddie Wong, James Hong as the Jade Emperor, Ronnie Chang as Ji Gong, and Poppy Lu as Princess Iron Fan. So, yeah, it's gonna, it's got a solid it's, cast. <laughs> look at that! It's, I mean, if only they could show that they've, you know, won some awards. That'd be great. Yeah, helping out, <laughs> helping out a little bit. <laughs> would would may may help their may help the marketing on this. Yeah. Uh, so Lucy Lou's actually directing. Uh, it shows her as the main director and Destin Daniel Cretton as another. So I'm not sure how many episodes that uh, that they're doing, but yeah, it looks it looks amazing. So I'm on board. Bring it. So again, American Born Chinese on Disney Plus May twenty fourth. That West that Memorial Day weekend's looking good, pretty or leading up to it, it's looking pretty good. Yeah. And then lastly, and I sent you this trailer because I was like, okay, I like this is actually something different. We have coming to Apple TV Plus on April twenty first. We have Ana de Armas and Chris Evans in Dust in with uh, Amy Sedaris, Adrian Brody, and Tim Blake Nelson and Dexter Fletcher's Ghosted. Cole falls head over heels for an enigmatic Sadie, but then makes the shocking discovery that she's a secret agent. Before they can decide on a second date. Cole and Sadie are swept away on an international adventure to save the world. Basically, they go on a date, and he's trying to text her, trying to, you know, see if they can go on the second one and let her know that, and she, she won't respond back to him. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing everything he can to kind of find where she's at to be sure she's okay, and ends up tracking her down, and then finds out that. She's the spot. Well, he gets taken. He basically gets kidnapped and she ends up coming to rescue him just to find out that she's a spy. So it looks great. It looks like a good one of those kind of romantic comedy action movies. So I and it's just great to hit the roles are switched, you know, where he's. Not the, you know, not the. uh, Yeah, he's not the soldier. He's not the. The uh, the Billy badass, he's just some guy. <laughs> so, yep. looks good though. I'm I'm on board. Bring it. Some guy enamored with the woman tracks her down and then finds himself in a whole bunch of mess. <laughs> yep. Yep. That'll teach him. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
All righty. Well, let's get started. I'm going to let you go first. I'll do the middle one. You do the bookends. All right. So this weekend I checked out 65. This came out March 10th. Has a runtime of an hour and 33 minutes. So it's good, good sweet spot time. Nice. Wait, you said and an hour and 35 minutes? Hour and 33. Wow. So yeah. For an action, <laughs> for a sci-fi action movie? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in this in this day and age? Yeah, in this day and right. age? That's like a... Wow. Okay, sorry, that threw me off a little bit. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait a minute. You just said an hour and three. <laughs> okay. All right. Expect, expect All right. like two and a half hours, huh? <laughs> I, at least two. At minimum, yeah. like hour 56 to two. Yeah. <laughs> um, directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. I think it was written by both as well. And it stars Adam Driver... Ariana Greenblatt, uh, Chloe Coleman, and Nika King. So this is about an astronaut who crash lands on a mysterious planet, only to discover he's not alone. So Adam Driver plays Mills. He's an astronaut. Uh, he lives with his wife and daughter. And his daughter is sick, has a severe illness. And so he accepts a job to transport these people to another planet. And it's going to take two out, two years to complete but the only reason he takes it is because the money from it will help his daughter get a procedure to hopefully cure her of her illness. So, you know, he has to share the news that she's that he's traveling, which she already knows, and she knows yeah. why. And she's 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 cool with it. Um, but during this journey, he's got these people that are in pods, and while flying, they run into this asteroid belt. And a lot of them hit hit the ship, a couple of big ones hit and knock them off course. Then he has to make an emergency landing on planet Earth. <laughs> so, so on this planet, it's inhabited by a bunch of uh, dinosaurs. This is during the what is it, the Cretaceous era. Yeah. So, um, so he just calls them creatures. He doesn't know what to call them, and he gets attacked by some of the little velociraptors. That's what I call them, mm -hmm. and he takes one out. Um. But it's like he's the only survivor. Like all the pods have been destroyed, all the humans inside mm -hmm. dead. And so he sends out an emergency beacon. It's like, hey, there's you know, no survivors, just me. Send send help. Then he thinks about it, makes another message and says, you know, yeah, there's no survivors, no point in sending rescue. Cause he can he's contemplating suicide. Cause he like he doesn't see any gotcha. way off this planet. He sees no way off the planet. And just as he's about to make that decision, he starts having thoughts of his daughter and he's like now I got to keep going. Yeah. Then he gets then he gets an alert that apparently one of the pods does have a human that has survived and it's a little girl. And so he finds it and the pod that she's in starts kind of malfunctioning. And it's like, yeah. you know, instead of protecting her, it's starting to make her sick. So he said to bust it open, get her out and takes her back to the ship and lets her rest. And so he goes back out again to try to find, like, see if there's any way to get off this planet. Right. And he discovers that the other part of his ship landed in the mountains, which has an escape pod. So if we can get there, then they can get off the planet. And then, you know, of course, they've got the dangers of dinosaurs. Or you got T-Rexes, just different kind of. Just different kind of dangers, not not, yeah. not just that. But also, the 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 land itself has its dangers. Um, and it just becomes this journey kind of like 
The Last of Us or Mandalorian, where lead actors take this child and save the child. Hmm. Um, let's see. <clears throat> so the ship is about 15 kilometers away. And they there's on part of the journey, there's like a little baby dinosaur that's trapped in tar. So the little girl's like, hey, we, you know, well, the little girl doesn't speak English. So that presents a communication mm. challenge. Mm. So he can't really tell her what's going on or what's going on. Um, she doesn't understand family. She understands home. She understands a little bit. But on their walk, they see a dinosaur that's trapped in tar. She's trying to rescue it. He's like, we don't need to do that. But he helps out, gets the dinosaur out. And then the little velociraptors attacks it. <laughs> and, you know, they, they rescue it. And like, damn, that's, that sucks. And he was trying to explain like, hey, don't do that. You're going to die, even though she doesn't understand anything. And they're trying to get to the escape pod. So not only do they have dangers of dinosaurs and then the land mm -hmm. itself, you have a big asteroid meteor that's making its way to the Earth that's going to crash land. It's a lot bigger than what they dealt with before. And so they have that danger. And that's all I can really say. <laughs> it's a short movie. It's like mm -hmm. 90 minutes. And it's just basically them trying to get from point A to point B to get to the pod to escape before this, before, either before they get killed by the dinosaurs or this asteroid crash lands and kills everyone. And, it's, you know, starts the whole um, of destruction of the dinosaurs, basically. Gotcha. But, but I thought it was interesting, like, you know, they go to this planet Earth and it's like, OK, so humans are on a different planet. Earth has dinosaurs. So if this is the case, how the how the humans get to Earth <laughs> after this, you know? Unless, well, did he? I mean, did it explain like was it like a time travel thing? Because apparently this takes place back during that time, <laughs> but there's oh, not okay. much other explanation. It's not, it's not really a time travel thing. It's okay. just humans exist on a different planet, or dinosaurs has Earth. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, but it's a quick watch. Um, I thought it was interesting. Okay. Maybe they could have done a little more with it, but for for its run time, I thought it was decent. Story story's kind of simple. It's just more about the action. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't if get you're a fan of dinosaurs. Yeah. If you're a fan of dinosaurs and whatnot, I mean, it's definitely not Jurassic Park. Right. But uh, I thought it was decent. It's all right. Maybe right. it should have been a January movie, not a March movie. But yeah. <laughs> but. It was cool. I wasn't, I wasn't overly disappointed. I, I wanted a little more from it. You know, like I mm -hmm. said, it's a sci-fi movie, 90 minutes, maybe need a little more. But for what it was, it was all right. Okay. How is the sound on that? Um, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, I didn't, mm -hmm. I, there was no other, like, special format for it. It was just standard. Um, I mean, it was decent. Like... It was all right. <laughs> I think York would probably like it. Um, Always, you know, like, you know, for waste that age group, like middle school. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that, that's, that age group will find some enjoyment out of it. But, like, it, it's like it starts and it's over and it's just like, damn, you know. And we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and we're done. So if you just want a quick watch, it's, it's perfect. Okay. Okay. Could like Adam Driver, you know, he's kind of, um, I guess, not real empathetic to the little girl at first. He kind of warms up a little bit, but he's real, 
guess the word would be stoic at first in a way. Yeah. It's just, just kind of real. We need to do this when he gets from point A to point B. And you now she tries to have a little fun with him, but he's not really open yeah. to it. Yeah. But sorry, yeah. I don't like kids. Yeah. I got my you own daughter. Mando- <laughs> yeah. Have you met my dad? Have you met my dad? <laughs> right. I like my grandfather more. <laughs> You're looking for a different guy in a helmet if you yes. want companionship. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So I watched Sharper on Apple TV Plus. This is sorry. I watched A24's Sharper. There we go. Uh, A24 that won eight Academy Awards. Because A24 cleaned up. Yep. They won every category in acting. Wow. Yeah. See, First time I think that's ever happened. That's a studio. Yep. It's, I was like, oh, I wish I could have gone to the A24 after party. I'm a, I'm part of their membership. <laughs> it's like, you think you could have gone in? I said, no. <laughs> but that's okay. Not for a while. I could try it, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so... Sharper is this very interesting thriller with a lot of different twists and story, interwoven stories. Um, basically, the synopsis, real brief and kind of not much of one. Uh, motivations are suspect and expectations are turned chaos as a con artist takes on Manhattan billionaires. That is written by somebody that did not watch this. <laughs> it's kind of true, but they're like, I've only got five minutes and then I'm clocking out. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that work. Basically, uh, so the movie stars Julianne Moore as Madeline, Sebastian Stan as Max, Justice Smith as Tom, and Brianna Middleton as Sandra, and then John Withgal as Richard Hobbs. So Tom owns a bookshop. It opens with that. He owns a bookshop. He meets. Sandra, who comes in to buy, uh, trying to get a book for school and everything. And they, you know, they have a little meet cute and Tom invites her out to dinner and she first turns it down. And then as he's closing up shop, she's like, you know what? Second thought. Yeah. So they go, they start dating. They have, you know, have this, they show this really cute relationship. I'm like, okay what's going on and then she come to find out sandra has a brother who's hooked on drugs sandra's a grad student and you know trying to finish her thesis paper and all that stuff and she has a brother that's had issues with drugs and gambling so he owes people money and tom's like well you know i haven't been completely honest like basically i don't just work at the bookstore i own the bookstore because my dad ha- is very well off and you know i could just go get the money you know ask for the money and get it and so his dad is john withgo's character richard hobbs and so he gets the money needed and then of course never sees her again and each Basically, the movie takes it up to a certain point that you go, oh, dang. Well, that sucks. Where does it go from here? And then it switches. They'll have, you know, then it'll kind of cut to like 
the next character and then, you know, have their name on the screen and then it'll show it, show their point of view. And then it takes each thing, each character's point of view is taking place during different parts of the story. So there's some that are flashback and some that are present, but it's just the character is in it. So basically, uh, Sandra meets Max uh, because she is out on parole. So she's not who she seems. And uh, she's not who she seems. And she meets Max, uh, who then kind of takes her under her wing to kind of help do, you know, like basically pull these con jobs to get money. But you realize Max also isn't who he seems. (laughs) And then you meet Madeline, who her and Max were a team. But then you find out why they're not a team. And then you also then find out that Madeline is dating Richard to try, you know, to pull off the biggest con job. Mm-hmm. And then decides to stay with him because, well, he's a billionaire. So he wants to marry me. I kind of want to marry him. Also, you know, I will then, you know, I won't need to pull off con jobs. I can just marry a billionaire and then not have to worry about it. Right. And then things progress there. And so each character is caught up in the story in different ways for different reasons. So as predictable as it can get, it's still fun to try and figure out how you get there. If that makes sense. Like you kind of have an idea of what the end is going to be, but you also kind of want to, but you don't know how they're going to get from when you figured it out to how they can get it taken uh, to how it progresses to that point. So the journey is the fun part. Plus it is very well done. The script is interesting. It's, it's not too convoluted to where you don't understand what's going on. It is simplistic in nature, but executed very like it was executed very well, um, very well. Cause I can't talk too much because I'm not trying to give the entire story away, but just know that each character involved is more or less not who they say they are, or at least their motivations aren't, we'll say genuine. So, but it's a, it is a uh, very interesting story. It's very um, fun just to watch these actors kind of play these roles and then having to, their characters kind of switching with several of them do so it's very interesting i really was impressed with uh brianna middleton's uh acting i thought she did an amazing job and would like to go watch other things that she's been in but she's a uh, yeah great actress in this and then justice smith doing great as tom and it's good seeing sebastian stan playing kind of this put choosing different different roles that are not bucky barnes you know his yeah. his uh his role as as a uh, Tommy and Pam and Tommy that was a great role for him and I think still one of my favorites is from I Tanya when he played Jeff Galuli just kind of an idiot and I just like seeing him play these different characters that are just opposite of what most people are know him for so and then Julianne Moore's just always great so. 
Um, definitely recommend it. Again, it's on Apple TV Plus. It is, and because it's a twenty four, it's shot beautifully. You know, the lighting's always going to be crisp and colorful, and yeah. match the tone of what is going on in the scene. So, it's a twenty four without being a twenty four that we know. <laughs> it's a normal movie in a way. It, it, <laughs> Most or, yes, it, it, yeah, one of their more normal films <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. So. Right. Oh, and it is rated R with a runtime of one hour fifty six minutes, but it doesn't feel it because you're constantly trying to figure things out. So it is moving. All right. So staying in New York, <clears throat> I checked out Scream Six. <laughs> Ghostface takes um, Manhattan. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, they even have a little Jason takes Manhattan. Um, scene that they show like somebody's watching it, so I was like, That's "Nice, cool. yeah." Um, as they should, yeah. And so this came out March 10th as well. This does have a runtime of two hours and two minutes. Um, didn't really feel two hours, like because there's a lot going on that just keeps keeps things going. Um, directed by uh, the same team from before, Matt Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillette or Gillet. Uh, stars Melissa Barrera as Sam. Jenna Ortega as Tara, uh, Jasmine uh, Savoy Brown as Mindy Meeks Martin, and Mason Gooding as Chad Meeks Martin. So we have our, as they call themselves, the core four from the previous movie that survived. Yep. They've they've moved out of Woodsboro, <clears throat> and taking their taking themselves to New York for college. And so that's basically what the description is. Uh, in the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York. So <clears throat> it kind of starts off with your traditional, you know, the first killing is going to happen when someone gets a phone call. And but this is it's a little different. It's in New York. It's in a restaurant. Person sitting at a bar and gets a phone call. But it's from someone that she's supposed to be meeting for a date that she met off of a dating app. Uh, this person is a college professor, prof, a professor, um, film professor. Of and, course. Yeah. And so um, during the conversation, her date is saying that, you know, he's lost. He doesn't you know he's probably on the wrong street. And and so the conversation leads her to go outside to try to find him. And, you know, he claims that he's coming down this dark alley. She doesn't see him. And. You know, she ends up going down the alley like an idiot. <laughs> and and then the voice on the phone switches to Ghostface and just saying, you know, you're so smart, yeah. but you still went down this dark alley by yourself. <laughs> and in she ends New up York City. To death. <laughs> yeah. Ends up getting stabbed to death. I mean, like it, it was kind of over the top because as she's getting stabbed, she's yelling, mm-hmm. screaming. Um, and it's like at some point you should probably stop now because <laughs> all the blood, but eventually um takes her down. And this is kind of a cameo, so I'm not going to say who this actress is. Okay. The person that does the killing is revealed. It's another cameo. I'm not going to say who this is. Um, but ends up being a student in the class. And apparently him and his roommate are practicing to take out their real target. And we're using this teacher as practice. So this mm. student gets back home, gets a phone call from his roommate, and... But he's using the modulator to sound like Ghostface, and so he's like, "Hey, stop using the sound. Stop, stop using the voice modulator because it's creepy." It's like, "Well, you had your practice, so I'm gonna use my practice <laughs> and whatnot." 
And so they end up playing kind of like a game of Marco Polo because he's like, I'm still in the house. You know, his roommate's like, I'm in the house. Just try to find me. And so, which leads him to refrigerator where roommate's in, chopped up, and then we reveal that Ghostface is actually in the house and kills him. Dang. So Ghostface is in Manhattan or New York. Not sure what part, but he's in New York. And so you have two, you have the phone call kill in the alley, then the killing in the apartment before we get our title screen. So that's a little different. Usually it's just one title screen, but they did double. And, you know, then we'll see that um, what we learn is that these students were actually their targets were Sam and Tara. So, but they get taken out. So, but um, we see, you know, Tara's, it's about around Halloween because everybody's in costumes or whatnot. Not, it's not the day of, it's probably like the week of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara's headed to a, to a frat party. Sam is wondering where she's at because, you know, like, th- even though they've left Woodsboro, still got to be safe yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, of course. Um, and so she's walking home, comes across the murder scene where the cops are, and she's, you know, worried about her sister. So she crashes the party. Basically, everybody else is there. Um, Chad, Mindy, they're there. And it kind of becomes like a whodunit type deal, kind of like all screen movies, like Who's actually behind yeah. this? Because we left Woodsboro. What is this type deal? Um, I'll say that this ghost face doesn't care. It doesn't matter if you're in public. Doesn't matter if you're by yourself. Don't matter if it's a night. Don't matter if it's daytime. He's coming for you. <laughs> so there's a scene where Sam and Tara's on the street corner. There's people walking by. And then Ghostface pops out of nowhere and tries grabbing them. <laughs> Come get you in the convenience store. They get you with a knife, get you with a shotgun. Don't matter. Um, and I really can't say too much about it because I don't want to give mm-hmm. don't want to give the yeah. whole thing away. But um, it's more bloody, more gory than the fifth one. It's been a while since I've watched the original mm-hmm. four, but it's a little more bloody. This is a more aggressive ghost face. Um, like. He wants you dead. It's kind of like Art the Clown and Terrifier. It's like, he wants you, he's going to get you. And if he yeah. don't get you, he's going to get hurt. He's going to get some kind of injury right. from him. Um, like even, you know, the scene they saw in the trailer on the subway. Like, don't matter. I don't care if you got people around you or whatnot. I'm going to find a way to get you type deal. Yeah. And um, it's got a few twists in this. Um, like, I wasn't expecting much from this. Like, I wasn't expecting much from yeah. the fifth one. Right. This yeah, one I was yeah. really expecting even less. But it surprised right. me. It was like it was like it was good. <laughs> I mean, the twist kind of first you you know it happy the twist that happens you kind of like I don't know if it works, but then the more you think about mm-hmm. it, like yeah, it kind of does. Um, there's a couple other characters that pop up in here that you know you may recognize, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, but it it was it was very surprising. Um, it is radar. It is gory. Some of the things do happen off screen as far as the deaths, mm-hmm. but there is one eye thing that I told you about. So if mm-hmm. you're not really a, into the eye thing, you know, I think you'll see it coming. So you'll be able to prepare yourself for it. But gotcha. this, this was a surprise. Like I, I just, yeah, it was really good. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just didn't have time. Um, I guess one thing I didn't talk about, I, one of my buddies from from Missouri, because um, it's spring break for them too, he mm-hmm. actually came through town. Uh, they spent the day 
They came in Friday night, spent the day in Nashville, out of course with that work, and then yeah. we got to meet up for dinner Saturday night. So it was great. I hadn't got to see him in forever because even when we go down, we don't have time to see everybody. Uh, it was great to finally see him. Uh, it's been a couple of years and see his kids. I mean, he's got three amazing kids that are all grown and, you know, his awesome wife. And then her mom was with him too. And I hadn't seen her since their wedding, you know, like 14 years, 14, 15 years ago. It's been a good minute. And, uh, so it was great. It was, it, we had a great time. So I obviously did not, it was like almost nine o'clock by the time we got home. I go, oh, I'm not going out. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't make it. I I wasn't able to make it Friday, so here we are. I just it was just is what it is, and I'm like, well, I'll go see it this week then. Yeah, I'm glad Patrick got to, and then I'll go and put my two cents in on the TikToks with it. But yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. I, cool. I I would say it's even better. I mean, it's just it it felt kind of like it was made in the '90s. Like it felt like a '90s okay. horror movie didn't feel like it was made during this time frame um and um oh you mean like when the original came out yeah yeah cool not to make anybody feel old yeah. but it felt very yeah, 90s like the two of us but. yeah and um like it was a step up from last year's screen so it was like okay cool and apparently it got greenlit like three months after the release of yeah yeah so i was like like all right so did. But, but to keep it fresh for as long as this franchise has been going. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. crazy. And then and another thing, that's one thing, you know, had the rules. Like, you know, we got mm-hmm. our sequel, requel. Now it's franchise, so things are different. Nobody's out of danger. Like, everybody's pretty yeah. much. So they bring that up. But um, it was good. Like, it just a pleasant surprise, I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick. TV. Uh, I watched this uh, three-part documentary uh, series on Netflix, MH370, The Plane That Disappeared. Uh, March 8th, 2014, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared from the radar. 239 people went missing. A global investigation into this uh, into this greatest mystery Despite reports, countless theories, and searches for evidence, nothing. What are we missing? Anyways, very interesting look, and I vaguely remember this, and that's sad because it's only like nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> almost almost to the date. I should pass the dates, March 8th. Yeah, so we've been last week. Um, so yeah, nine years ago now, and it's very interesting. They a lot of good interviews, and keeps you keeps you wondering keeps you interested and it doesn't it doesn't kind of get boring there's pretty interesting uh trying to figure out what and there they go through a couple of different theories of what yeah. could have happened but it's it's pretty interesting though i i would definitely recommend it's, like i said it's a three uh it's three episodes it's on the netflix definitely check it out and then we had last last night and as if the oscars were not enough we ended up having the season finale for The Last of Us after nine episodes. For some reason, I thought we were going to have ten. Right. But no, nine episodes, and then we're done for the season, but we'll be back. Yeah, I need to watch the finale. Like, I, I started watching it, but kind of yeah. fell asleep because, you know, Oscars. <laughs> You're right. But yeah. um, but um, I might try to watch it later on tonight. 
<clears throat> even though I kind of have an idea how it ends, if it ends yeah. like the game, I kind of I kind of know where they're going. But they may, yeah. maybe they do something different. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to catch up on that this week. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. So and then apparently season two is going to pick up where uh, with the game, basically the Last of Us two game. So. Oh. Yeah. I won't. I just know some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. From what yeah. I understand, at least that's yeah. that's what I've read, at least. So it'll be interesting. And uh, but it was good. No, it was pretty good. Pretty good. It's like, oh, we're just done. I thought yeah. we still had one more. <laughs> nope. We are done for now. Hurt. And I mentioned this to you, but. Uh, but uh, Bella. I'm going to get her last name wrong because I want to think of a different act. I'm going to pull a Ruth and get the wrong actress. Um, anyways, her ac- her very thick uh, accent came through last night. Bella Ramsey. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, her very English Nottinghamshire accent slipped through about three or four times. It's like, whoops. But yeah, no, I, it was great though. She was great. The entire episode was good. I, I dug it. Joel uh, Joel's going through some things, much like Ellie went through some things the previous episode. Joel was going through some things this episode. So, but yeah, it was great and a little bit of an origin story with uh, with Ellie's birth and whatnot. So yeah, no, very well done. So. This week we have Shazam. Yeah. Fury of the Gods. Yeah. I would say to round out this DC, old DCU, but nope. Still got Flash, still got Blue Beetle, still got Aquaman. And I, yeah, feel, and like one, I feel like there's still one more. I don't know why I still think there's one more. Because I thought there were oh, five. No. Apparently things aren't looking too good for Aquaman, considering... During the screening, like people walked out. <laughs> At least that's the word. That's the word. Um, so I don't know. And and then they're not expecting Shazam to do too well as far as financial returns. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe well, the announcement of this new DCU is just affecting what's coming out. I think out. it's going to. Yeah, I think it's going yeah. to. Because, uh, well, because here's the thing. I, I read an article where Helen Mirren like, couldn't really explain read the that. movie. Yeah, that's like bad. <laughs> like she doesn't even really know her character's motivation, her, like her character's motivations. So she just showed up and said, "Hey, here's your lines. Yeah, we're gonna shoot. All right, bye." The costume <laughs> and the costumes were too damn heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of that. And these, uh, you know, the the all three villains were made up for the movie. They're not even in the comics. Yeah, you have. A wealth of characters at your disposal, <laughs> and you're just gonna ah the hell with it. We're just gonna make up some people. Yeah, so. I might check it out Thursday because I don't I don't know if Kyla wants to see this or not, but I feel like yeah. she might want to see Scream Six. So yeah, I might go ahead and watch Shazam just in case that ends up being yeah. the case. Well, and the kids are gonna the kids are gonna want want to watch Shazam. So we'll, yeah, I mean we'll I'm hoping it's actually better than I, I mean I like the, the first one as long as it's so, entertaining. That's all yeah. I care about. And like I'm yeah. not expecting it to be great. I just yeah. expect it to be fun. Yeah, it's so at least hope, done that. Cool. Yep. Plot holes on all. Don't care. Yeah. Only they managed to make it fun. 
But the last trailer that came out, which I watched, I'm like it just shows a lot. I was like, mm. but it still yeah, doesn't. You still don't really that. know. Still, I mean, no. I don't know. I guess we're just like whatever. We just throw it. Just vomit yeah. it out. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. um, but like you said, as long but as it's fun. At the end of the day, as long as it's fun and it's a movie I could take both kids to, yeah. <laughs> which those are hard to come by. So right. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um. Um, just going back to TV, I started watching um, a series that's on Hulu called Unprisoned, mm-hmm. which is uh, stars Kerry Washington and Dora Lindo. Mm-hmm. Basically, it follows a therapist and single mom whose life is turned right side up when her dad gets out of prison and moves to her house to live with her and her teenage son. It's eight episodes. I've watched the first four. Okay. And um, basically, he gets out of prison. She doesn't want him living with them or even introducing him to her son yet because yeah you know he hasn't really been in her life so she's kind of like you know doesn't want to introduce her son if he ends up going back to prison because she feels like that's what's going to gotcha. happen yeah and um you know he's got to go through his parole officer like he he doesn't have to worry about an ankle bracelet he just has to check in every week get him a job and stay out of trouble gotcha um, so far it's been entertaining they even have um a younger version of Kerry Washington's character played by Jordan McIntosh. And it's cute when, like whenever she has a stressful moment, the little kid comes out and just saying all these things. Yeah. Some language, some language, some okay. girls saying some language, but I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's a cute show so far. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> cool. 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 Well, with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing week. I hope uh, you enjoy the Academy Awards and everybody you wanted to win won. And just remember, just be a rock. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.